Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Two seconds late, Mar- Martin. Oh, you noticed that too. Two seconds late. That's two seconds we'll never get back for this show. Wow. Two seconds. Jeez. What I mean, we've got so much. We've got such a great show lined up here. Yep. Uh, so much to get to. And then what happens? We start two seconds late. And then we have to apologize to the audience, which takes another 30 seconds. Apologize, yeah. I it's mean... all on Martin. Tell you what, man. Just you and your math skill. I better stop there because I have no leg to stand on. <clears throat> By the way, even though it's, you know, you're going to have two seconds less of it today, <laughs> thanks to Martin. Today's show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. <laughs> uh, don't let others track what you do. Keep yourself safe at expressvpn.com slash unleashed. That's uh, May 5th. Yesterday was uh, May 4th, obviously, and we failed to mention. <laughs> May the 4th be with you. Hmm? Yes. Yes. No. Yes. May yeah. the 4th be with yeah, you. Get we... it? It's like you lisp when you're trying to say force. Yeah. And it's maybe the fourth I be with that. you. Yeah. Get it? And see? We, we missed the it, Star huh? Wars reference. So yeah, we missed that. We missed that. Dang it. Also, Man. it was the was it the 50th anniversary of Kent State? That's what people were telling me uh, on the internet. Uh, did I take five seconds to Google that? Are there still four dead in Ohio then? <laughs> I imagine Ten so. Ten soldiers and Nixon's coming. And we're finally on our own. Let's see. Kent's... This summer, I hear the drumming. Uh, four dead in Ohio. Wow. That's, uh, mm-hmm. that's good. Thank you. Yeah, I'm just trying to just to verify, but let's just say yes. Okay? Okay. Okay. We're going to go with yes on that. On yep. May 4th. Yeah. Mm. Okay. 1970. Oof. Uh, we got some uh, tweets after the show yesterday. This from uh, Essential Joe. Uh, Joe Biden could stop this uh, China virus. Remember when he was put in charge of curing cancer? That's right. No one died of cancer in the past couple months. That's right. It's all been COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> he stopped it dead in its tracks. He sure did. Wow. Nice job, Joe. Uh-huh. Uh, Pastor Sam Burton tweets. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I read this just a moment ago, and now for some reason I... I About <laughs> identifying as a virus? Or yes. A, yeah. If I identify... Uh, as, immune, oh, as immune, do I still have to wear the stupid mask? <laughs> I don't know. Try that when the police officer, yeah. you know, questions you. I, I'm identifying as immune to wow. the disease. See if that works. <laughs> and then from Chris, I identified as a virus, so I can go anywhere. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Uh, we got this from uh, a, Attack... Uh, Yuki. Yuki. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Attack Yuki. Turns out Kim Jong-un does not have information on the Clintons <laughs> because he's still alive. He's still living. <laughs> that was the big suspicion that, you know, mm. what does he know about the Clintons? And then poof, right. he's back. And from uh, David Johnson, does anyone have an idea about how much the murder uh, the murder hornet stimulus checks will be? <laughs> I like to plan ahead. The Murder Hornet Stimulus Checks. Yeah, somebody said that sounds like a good death metal band name. You know, from the 80s or something. Murder Hornets? The Murder Hornets. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah. I like that a lot. Or a football team. You know, the Murder Hornets. Oh, okay, yeah. A little brutal. Is that a minor league team, uh, or you think we're going football with that? No, I I like like, um, college football. College football. Professional football. The Murder Hornets. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) The Joplin State Murder Hornets. Joplin State. It's the first thing I could come up with on the fly there, man. Sorry. Uh, By the way, on Friday, they're expecting the highest unemployment on record. 
uh, April's unemployment report is supposed to be from one month to the next the highest we've ever had. Economists uh, surveyed by the Wall Street Journal forecast that the new report will show that unemployment rose to 16.1% in April. <sighs> Man. Uh, it would be the highest rate since records began in 1948, eclipsing the 10.8% rate uh, that we touched in late 1982 at the end of the double-dip double recession. Uh, the monthly number of, lo- of jobs lost would be the biggest in record. The records that go back to 1939, far steeper than the 1.96 million jobs eliminated in September 1945 at the end of World War II. Well, yeah. I mean, when you shut down every business across the country, yeah, you're, you're going to lose more jobs yeah, and than at any other time ever. That that unemployment rate may stay high because right. there mm. are story after story, anecdotal as they may be, there are so many of them that we even know personally of people not going back to work because they're making more money with the unemployment checks right now. And this is a fact. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly the kind of thing Lindsey Graham warned us about when they rushed through that bill. And here we are, people who are choosing to stay home. And I think that goes for a couple more months, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. we'll see if all of a we'll sudden see. when that expires, does the unemployment rate then come down? Well, also you've got experts saying that this virus could last two years. And so we can't get back to normal for two years. Can you imagine what will be left? <laughs> what, what would possibly be left after two years of this? Uh, already we're finding, uh, we've got a report from the UN that says, uh, I'll find it. that the, that the starvation rate is going to be, um, uh, let me see. I've got it here now. The pandemic could mean 260 million people worldwide are headed towards, uh, starvation. Wow. Because UN. Of this. Okay. This is from the UN. <laughs> this isn't from the Trump administration. Right. The United Nations World Food Program warned this week that as a result of the coronavirus pandemic, the number of people facing food crises could double to 260 million worldwide. David Beasley, the organization's executive director, uh, talked about it, and he's pretty concerned about it. I'm pretty concerned about 260 million people starving to death. And that's fallout from this economic shutdown. Right. So, you know, it's going to, I mean, the the virus would pale in comparison to 260 million people starving to death. Uh, Nothing like those numbers are happening with the the virus. And it's not time to get back to work yet? I don't know. What what does it take for people to understand how important this is? And yet... Democrats, when surveyed, continue to say, yeah, we need to go at least another six weeks, maybe eight weeks more. Another two months with this? Uh, no. I'm going to say, uh, no, that's not a good idea. Just a heads up to Democrats as you try to walk that line to get <clears throat> yourself elected and into power in November. Um, you probably want to have something left to govern. Right. So careful. You're playing with fire. Yes, and we're the ones that are going to get burned. That's that's the sad part. It's the American people uh, that are going to be burned by this. 
Survey discovered that 57% of Democrats don't want to reopen the U.S. economy for six weeks or longer. Specifically, 22% want to reopen in six to eight weeks. 35% of Democrats don't want to reopen until after eight weeks. (laughs) Wow. Which would keep non-essential businesses closed well into the summer. 16% of Republicans are in favor of keeping the economy closed for at least eight weeks. 13% of Republicans want to reopen in six to eight. The median Republican wants to reopen in two to four weeks. Even that's too long, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. You blue states can do what you want. Yeah, Uh, but uh, for for we and ours, we're opening now. Yeah, California, though. California, later this (coughs) week, uh, Friday, they're going to start opening back up, Gavin Newsom says. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's kind of surprising. But they see Texas reopening. And other states reopening, and I'm sure they feel like they have to. Plus, I think they're on the downside of it. Yeah. And so they're, you know, they're taking a shot. We'll see. Well, I'm of the personal belief, you know, we've heard the numbers. Steve Dace did a great job uh, in the afternoon here on The Blaze talking about how this virus has probably been here a lot longer than we know. And a lot more people have had it than and we And the know. West Coast got it uh, probably because they have the antibodies, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It looks like they've had it. And moved on right, without the mass hysteria because they didn't realize, oh, crap, this COVID-19 thing's going around. Mm-hmm. But now that we know, now it's mass panic and hysteria and masks everywhere you look. So, whatever. Again, I, I don't... Uh, anybody wants to wear a mask in public? By all means, do yeah, it. Whatever. Fine. To each his own. Mm-hmm. But these government mandates... Mm, getting out of hand. Exactly. That's the problem. Being forced into doing these things uh, is uh, just slightly problematic. Uh, because, you know, the economy's falling apart. And that's going to cause a lot of problems for people, too. Um, starvation, poverty, things that will be around for another decade if we don't pull out of this thing. Now, Keith uh, got some gas yesterday. This is amazing. Um it was a dollar twenty-five a gallon, yeah. right? Went to the Kroger, right? And you get you get your Kroger Club card that I know you just love, right? Mm. Oh, and uh, do I ever give them Jenny's number, man? Mm-hmm. So uh, I had a dollar off. Okay. Oh, you got a dollar off every gallon? Exactly. Every gallon. No wonder you didn't seem so impressed this morning when I was no, explaining I, this to you. I get it. But so that's I knocked a- it down to twenty-five cents a gallon at the pump. Filled up for $4.96. Yeah. Over 19 gallons of gas paid less than 5 bucks for a full <laughs> tank of gas on my truck. Welcome to 1972. <laughs> right? 25 uh, cents a gallon. So there you go. $4.96 to fill that bad boy up to the top. I think when I was first aware of gas prices uh, in Montana, and you know Montana lagged behind the rest of the country in, in gas prices going up, I think. But I remember like 28 or 30 cents a gallon. Mm. Uh, those days aren't coming back. No. But they, ju- they just happened for you. They yesterday. just did. I mean, I mean, I, I technically wow. cheated with the dollar off thing from Kroger, but thank Still, you very that much. that is awesome. Yeah. yeah so. Uh, what a deal. That's it felt, incredible. It felt dirty, but at the <laughs> same time, it felt good. Uh, let's put it this way. <clears throat> There's been places in the country that paid $4.96 for one gallon. Oh, yeah. In the last. 20, 15, 20 years or so. Yeah, so that 25 cents a gallon kind of made up for that. Yeah. A, a little bit. But At least one fill up. Uh, I, I don't want to pay that 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 uh, small of a price for long. 
Well, because it's just not good for Texas. Not, it's not good for the economy uh, in general, but and, especially not Texas. And that's another one of these ripple effects, big ripples mm-hmm. of the lockdowns. When yep. governments are mandating you shelter in place, then you're not burning fuel, supply and demand. Yep. Uh, get back to work. Uh, also yesterday, Don Shula, legendary NFL coach of the Miami Dolphins, Baltimore Colts, uh, died at age 90. Man, loved him. Seriously. Uh, his, his, certainly the, his players loved him. Mm-hmm. Uh, watched a little bit of the NFL Network coverage uh, yesterday on him, and they got great things to say about him. And, of course, he was the coach of the only unbeaten team ever. They're kind of obnoxious with it. I know. Uh, and I'm kind of sick of it. I know. <laughs> but for one day, it was nice to be proud of them and say, right. yeah, that's, that's a pretty cool accomplishment since nobody else has ever done yeah, it. Yeah, 1972 Dolphins. The 72-73 uh, Dolphins. Yeah, they were 17-0. and 17-0 become the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, 14-0 and when the regular season ended mm-hmm. and 17-0 and after the Super Bowl. Patriots so, came close. They did. And I think... They should have been 19 and 0, but well, they eh, weren't. They lost so. the game. Yeah, they did. Oh well. But then the stupid, obnoxious dolphins got together and toasted it again. See, nobody could do it. Nobody could do it. And I they was... were really worried that season. <laughs> David Tyree, come on down. <laughs> Great catch. Um, so uh, the dolphins. Uh, oh, a fun fact. With, with Don Shula yesterday that I was not aware of. I knew he was a great coach. Uh, I knew that he had a lot of winning seasons. I didn't realize that out of 33 seasons as a head coach, dude only had two losing seasons. Yeah. Oh, Don Shula. Wow. That's how he got to the uh, most wins of all time. Mm-hmm. Even over uh, George Hallis. So that's that's impressive. Uh, it doesn't say what he died of, but he was 90. So yeah. I guess just old age, right? Um, just wore out. But by pretty much all accounts that I've ever seen, a pretty good guy. Plus, he's got a great restaurant, Shula's. You ever have a steak at Shula's? I have not. Yeah, good stuff. All right. Not bad. When are we going? Well, I don't know if there is one here. Maybe there is one in Dallas. Oh, wait. Uh, But I'm sure it's close. I better not speak too loudly since I still owe (laughs) you. Uh, Yes, we can go to Shula's anytime. (laughs) I think we're going to find the old Taco (laughs) Bell. (laughs) All right. Let's see here. I'll find out the, where the nearest one is. Yeah, you you might really regret that. Go what are we going you. thing? Uh, let's see. Yes, yeah, steak for me, Jeffy, <laughs> oh, and Stu. God. I mean, yeah. my Trump check isn't that big. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, oh, there is in. <laughs> is there one in Dallas? <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Yeah, it looks like Fort Worth's got one. Oh, nice. Uh, oh, right. shoot, they're closed. Darn it. That's <laughs> <laughs> probably because it's, I don't know, 6 a.m. Central. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, exactly. Because Fort Worth's opened back up, man. Yeah, I, I mean, our steak resta- re- restaurants open up, but we got this beef shortage supposedly, and I'm, I'm wondering how that's going to affect uh, the price of steaks and mm-hmm. hamburger and uh, roast. It's not going to be pleasant for a while. Well, I told you I went to Costco over the weekend. They only let you have three meat products, and oh, only, really? Only one of those can be ground beef. Yeah. So in other words, between poultry. Wow. And beef. Yeah. You can only get three different things. You can get any combination of three, and only one of them can be ground beef. Really? The third worldification of America is well underway. How much does that suck? Wow. Look at that image that Rob put. Wow. There you go. That's. uh, Oh, look at that. Not too far from the truth there. Wow. I don't know where that is, but oh, that's even a Costco. You can tell by the. uh, yeah. The price there. 
It, my my Costco was not nearly that bad, but the meat guys were just constantly. It was just like a merry-go-round, constantly restocking that day. Well, as soon as the talk uh, begins, then people start to panic and they yeah. they start to hoard. <laughs> so, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me take a minute and tell you about books. Um, maybe you can't give mom a hug right now, but you can send flowers from the books company. Books, as in short for bouquets. You know, Mother's Day is this Sunday. Is that amazing? So it's going to be, what is that, the 10th, I mm-hmm. think, of May? So it's kind of early this year. Um, and you really don't want to forget to send mom flowers. Books are responsibly sourced from some of the world's finest eco-friendly farms. Even farms on the sides of volcanoes, so flowers stay fresher longer. Did you know that flowers and plants have also been proven to reduce stress and boost productivity? Productivity which is a really cool thing right now. Uh, We could use stress relievers. Now that we're spending more time at home, how about a little self-love to brighten your day and your space or that for mom? Big savings mean you can send farm fresh flowers, plants, and gift bundles to all the moms in your life. Your actual mom, a soon-to-be mom, your wife, your grandma, whatever. Send smiles no matter matter how far the miles. At books.com slash pat. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com slash pat. Enter the offer code pat for 25% off your entire order. Again, 25% off with the offer code pat at books.com slash pat. Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, we got this notice uh, to shoppers. Oh, yeah. Somebody sent this to us on Twitter. Due to the recent outbreak of stupidity and panic purchasing by complete idiots, the nation is currently experiencing a shortage of toilet paper and common sense. Oh, no. Expect supplies to be replenished once these sheep-minded morons have all <laughs> starved to death in their homes, surrounded by toilet paper, but without anything to eat. <laughs> wow. What uh, what store was that, I wonder? Jeez. Barb Pat had uh, sent that out. I think it was a local store I hadn't heard of. But uh, that's uh, that's amazing. That's a good sign. Instead of hey, we don't have any toilet paper. Right. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot more toilet paper now, though. So uh, are you? Yeah, it's it's definitely. Are you are you still uh, lacking? I saw some, and so I bought one because that's all you could buy uh, last week. And but we, you know, I brought it home, and I thought, oh, okay, we already had. You got to get to Kroger, man. We had some. That's where I was. Okay. I was at Kroger. I mean, they, they just have way, they have a ton of it, so. Okay. Oh, okay. I just, so I just don't want you They're pretty to... well stocked with it now? Yeah, yeah. Good. Walmart, though, Walmart's got a thing where they've got the really small, generic sandpaper. No, I hate that On your stuff. butt roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've got like a four-pack for 60 cents. So really cheap, limit one per customer. But they're like, all right, look, we got you. We'll get you through here. 60 cents? 60 cents for a four-pack. Of like I said, you know that's high quality stuff. Oh yeah, right. That's the stuff where you buy the four pack, you put it in the attic, and you wait. Like, let's just say hypothetically, a global pandemic were to happen. This Mm -hmm. is total hypothetical. And then there's a run on stuff like toilet paper, and you have none. You go, oh, I got that emergency stuff. And a four pack up in the attic. Right. I mean, if that time were to ever come. (laughs) Uh, Well, this particular doomsday prepper had uh, 4,000 rolls of toilet paper. So he was ready. Supplied for a year. (laughs) 
and uh, the former architect built a home on a three-acre compound in Medford. Oh, is that Oregon? Okay. Yeah, Medford, Oregon. Okay. With an electrified fence that oh. could accommodate 120 of his closest friends and family. Stocked it with more than a year's <laughs> worth of supplies. Stay away from my TP. And then he lost the home to foreclosure two years ago oh. and now lives above a garage in a friend's home. Oh, he's but, got a feel. You know, you got the 4,000 rolls of toilet paper well, to yeah. keep you company. So that's I mean, great. Do you, do you ship that with you <laughs> when you're going to your friend's house? Yeah, that's uh, not good. I guess you've got, you know, packing material now. He oh. thinks the current coronavirus pandemic is worse than the doomsday he was preparing for. Mm. This is much more severe than I even planned for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Badame, 77 years old, said on a recent weekday afternoon, when you combine the trigger of the coronavirus and then the reaction to it, yeah, we're right at the beginning of the collapse of the economic system. Mm-hmm. The world is in such bad shape financially. Every single country is in debt that cannot be repaid. That's the beginning point. I mean, He's right yeah. about that. <laughs> Sadly, he's right but about that. But I want to know if he still has all of the 4,000 rolls of toilet paper well, let's see. Uh, in a van down by the river, or wherever he's living now. Banker seized his property in 2017. It was eventually sold in a sheriff's sale for 150000 after he failed to attract a, attract a buyer on the open market. But it doesn't say if he still Shoot. owns his toilet like paper. Like his furniture. Like he's got a couch made out of toilet paper rolls, a bed. You know, it's just... Uh, it lives among him, but man, but he planned ahead. He did plan ahead, and he just was just two years mm. short mm. of mm-hmm. his goal there. <laughs> mm. That sucks. Yeah, that does. I wonder what kind of. You think it's high quality toilet paper? Or you think it's at Walmart, sixty cent? Yeah, four probably. Pack? Yeah. yeah, I imagine. Since he's, he, you, you know, he couldn't afford his home, so. Probably couldn't afford the really nice toilet paper. Or either. maybe that's the problem. He bought the really nice toilet paper, uh, maybe, and, and couldn't make his mortgage payments. Him. It's possible. Got to plan ahead a little better than that. Also, Americans are surprisingly open to letting their phones be used for coronavirus tracking. We've been telling you about this for a couple of weeks now. Apple and Google, you know, getting together and and tracking people for the government. They released an initial version of the API that represents the first phase of their joint effort to enable public health authorities to quickly identify people who may have been exposed to new cases of COVID-19. By mid-May, it should be available to most health agencies, and so it's time to revisit the question. Um, Will Americans actually use these apps? Nearly three in five Americans say they're either unable or unwilling to use the infection alert system under the under development by Google and Apple. Okay. Suggesting it will be difficult to persuade enough people to use the app to make it effective against the virus. Oh, that's that's more promising than I anticipated. Yeah. Among the 82% of Americans who do have smartphones, willingness to use an infection tracing app is split evenly. Oh, oh. That's that's Yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem. 50% saying they definitely or probably would use such an app. Oh, no. And an equal percentage saying they probably or definitely would not. And let's 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 walk through this. I mean, if you start at half, already accepting it right out of the gate, yep. that's just going to erode more and more because they're going to get used to, yeah, okay, fine, whatever. It's kind of like terms and conditions. And you know, once you accept one of those, mm-hmm. then you're just like, all right, fine, whatever. I'll just it's true. check. You so don't want to be bothered. This becomes a way of life here yeah. with this app. 
And we're starting at 50%. Yeah, it's going to be about 75% by the end of the year. And here's a surprise. Willingness runs highest among Democrats. And uh, isn't that always the case? They don't... They just, Democrats, what idiots. <laughs> and people reporting they're worried about a COVID-19 infection making them seriously ill. Resistance is higher among Republicans and people reporting a lower level of personal worry about getting the virus. Uh, wow. I mean, Democrats don't want to open the economy. They're fine with being tracked. These these people just don't care about an overbearing government. Think long term. Yeah, how do you get them to understand even? I mean, you're always afraid that uh, Donald Trump is taking your rights and becoming a fascist. So why would you be okay then with Google and Apple being in bed with the government to track you? How does that make any sense? Well, Pat, if you're not doing anything wrong, mm, yeah, then what's the problem, man? That's right. What do I care if they're tracking me? I ain't doing nothing wrong. Of course, I just used a double negative, so if I ain't doing nothing wrong, I must be doing something wrong. Busted. <laughs> I just I just narked on myself. <laughs> wow. Somebody call the authorities on me. Well, why do that? Your phone just did for you. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, and my oh. my iPhone is uh, in my bag right there, so they heard me say it. You know, as they're monitoring us right now, this very second, mm-hmm. and recording everything we say. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, just imagine if you actually used your iPhone, how much it would know about you, right? Huh. See, so there are some advantages. Oh yeah, there are some. Not so many <laughs> as there could be. A uh, Michigan pilot gave a literal <laughs> fu to gov- to uh, Governor uh, Gretchen Whitmer. Uh, this guy over the lockdown. Ooh, look, that was his route that he flew uh, over uh, near Lansing, right? Uh, okay, that's awesome. Frustrated pilot um, actually went and sprayed in the air. Fu. Well, I don't know that he did that. Did he? Uh, didn't he? Uh, did he spray it? Spelled out the message. He actually sprayed it. It wasn't just it's what an, showed up on the. It's uh, actually an arrow pointing directly <laughs> over the governor's mansion. Yeah, it's, he he did wow. it in the air. It wasn't just on the little you know FAA screen, huh? That is no. awesome. I thought that was just the route he took. That he is sp- really cool. <laughs> that is so awesome. <laughs> yeah, they're not too happy uh, with the governor up there <laughs> in Michigan. That's really funny. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, these uh, these states, man, they are asking for that. But in Michigan, though, you can, uh, the state will send you condoms to your house while you're on lockdown. Oh, really? Yeah, they'll take care of you there. Oh, yeah, good. they'll make sure they're free for free, right? For free. Oh, yes, oh yeah, of course. I don't I mean, want to have to pay for my sex. Michigan's rolling in cash. Okay, good. So why not just uh, send them? That's the thing. With these mandate, these government mandated lockdowns. Mm hmm. Where they're saying, or uh, using masks, I'm sorry. When you're forced to use a mask in public, are they sending you free masks? Because I don't know if you've tried to get masks in a while on Amazon. Difficult. It's like a six to eight week window they give you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll get mm-hmm. masks, maybe. Plus, you can use them once. you got to buy a lot of masks. So, state of a Michigan, they're, they're sending condoms to people's houses. 
available upon request. They should. If if you have to wear the mask, right. they should provide them. Massachusetts, you want to find people? As far as I know, they're not providing them. Yeah, you just they need to show up in the mailboxes. It should be like a stimulus check. You shouldn't have to do anything. They should just show up there. If you're mm-hmm. going to mandate this, then you need to send about 50 to each house. Go. Spend your money on that, Michigan. Yeah. Uh, or Massachusetts, all these places. Mm. Uh, we don't <clears throat> we don't we don't insist on things like that. Uh, and we just uh we just go ahead and cede virtually everything everything possible, every one of our rights uh, to the government. If we feel like we're not safe at all, we just rely on the government to make us safe. And, and it's to the point where 60% of Americans would even agree to delay the election if the virus worsens, according to a Zogby poll. A majority of voters, including Democrats... Are we seeing a, uh, I don't know, a theme here with Democrats? <laughs> they back delaying the 2020, even Democrats, you you delayed the election when <laughs> I, you hate Donald I Trump know. this much? <laughs> you know how their big thing right now. It don't right make now, any sense. Yeah, you know how their big thing is mail by ballot or vote by mail or whatever? Yeah. I can't even speak. Yeah. Uh, okay. So here's a question. Would you rather um, vote by mail or delay the election? I'm delaying the election if it means, you know, push back the risk. Gun yeah. to your head, you have to choose between one or the other. Yeah, I don't uh, want either one of those I options. Mean, but one's a constitutional but, violation. Right. And one's you can't delay the fraud. election. Yeah. This is the United States of America. This isn't Israel. <laughs> well, no, there they just vote four times <laughs> it's until they get it right. 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Got some tweets here at Pat Unleashed. Mary McLaughlin tweets, Americans will not use the APP. Only snowflakes will use the app. The app, yeah. Yeah, the APP. Why did she capitalize APP? I don't know. You know me. Yeah. That you down with APP? Confused me there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, snowflakes? Americans I don't know about that. Americans will not use the app. Only snowflakes will use the app. I don't know about that. It ain't just snowflakes running around wearing masks when they're driving alone in their vehicles. Mm-hmm. Still don't understand that. Somebody had a great mm-hmm. meme that said... Uh, uh, the same people that are driving around with uh, wearing masks in their car alone, are they wearing a condom alone in bed? <laughs> I mean, that's a great point. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't understand who you're trying to protect when you're driving around with a mask. I see it everywhere. So weird. It's a really good question, though. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. From Scotty Sweatman, uh, those people who don't seem to mind being tracked by their phones for the virus, ask those same people. If they would mind the police tracking their phones to find speeders and mm. sending them a speeding ticket through the mail, mm-hmm. we finally got rid of that in in uh, sure Texas did. with the uh, with the red light cameras. I love going through these intersections. Love where it. These now. Cameras are still on there's the... a camera at every intersection, yeah, and they just they're so meaningless now. Yeah, I just wave at them like, it. "Hey, sucker, how's it going?" Love it. <laughs> uh, once again, thank you, Greg Abbott, Governor Greg Abbott. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Angel DW, I knew there was a good reason I didn't want a smartphone. From uh, Gen Y conservative, we used to be worried about being chipped as a mandate, and here we are today with fifty percent just willing to have their phones tracked. Mm-mm. Unbelievable. Mm-mm. Texas Lori D, uh, can someone please tell me what the hell a non-essential job looks like? Oh wait, it's called Congress. <laughs> 
from the pickled squirrel. If con is the opposite of pro, then Congress is the opposite of progress. Oh, hell. Mm-hmm. That's good. I like it. B to Boni and heck, even back in the 60s, Gomer, Gomer Pyle was pumping gas at Wally's filling station for 35 cents a ding. Ha! Ah, wait. 35 cents. Wow. that's That was but, a lot back then. And that was without a discount card. Yeah, that's you know, that's true. You need that. Get the twenty five cents like I got yesterday. Uh, but even a dollar twenty five is pretty good. Yeah, I, I still I've seen a buck twelve. That's amazing. That's the cheapest. I think it's I've gone seen. up since then. Yeah, it's gone about a dime everywhere. Yeah, which it's good why? news, right? <laughs> I guess, but uh, why? Because has remember it gone up? we talked about how the uh, the contract ended, and so when oh, it, yeah. when they were having yes. to you know basically pay to have mm-hmm. the oil taken, yeah, that contract is now better for them. The Steve 42, uh, what are you buying at Kroger to get a dollar off per gallon? Yeah, that's a good question because it's always like capped at 50 cents. They must be doing double. I was thinking that too. Yeah. They must be doing double right now, and I just got lucky. It's almost like a Kohl's deal where they pay you to take their <laughs> clothing out of the store. Oh, I've been there, brother. <laughs> and in fact, it's been too long since I've visited the clearance rack. Let's you saved $45,000. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> I just... I bought, wow, really? I That's, so I I always wonder, do they just inflate their prices and then. Whoa, Kohl's? Yeah. And so so it looks like these certificates give you so much money off that uh, it just creates that impression in your mind. Or is it an actual thing that they're really doing? I I don't know. Because how know. are they making any money? I don't care. I it, just know. That I love it, yeah. and uh, in fact, so does my wife. You know, Clark Howard, the the big uh, money guy, mm-hmm. he hates uh, the whole idea of having a credit card, like a store credit card. Mm-hmm. But he says, except the Kohl's. one exception is Kohl's. Yeah, <laughs> thank funny. you very much. Well, because between the Kohl's cash mm-hmm. and the credit card mm-hmm. discount, <laughs> yeah, you just I that's a job. I mean, you make money shopping at Kohl's, definitely. <laughs> Uh, Pastor Sam Burton, so did no one else see Supreme Leader Fauci on 60 Minutes over the weekend saying that nobody has to go around wearing a mask? <laughs> what? No, These wait. These guys just can't make up their minds. I, about anything. About anything. Yeah. We hear contradictory stuff all the time. And that's the whole... And from Fauci. Yeah, that's the whole thing on this vaccine that people are like, oh, the great vaccine's going to come and save us all. Humanity's going to be saved. As soon as we get that vaccine, then we can get back to normal. Wait, you're trusting this vaccine being administered, in, injected into your body mm-hmm. from a government that can't even get this right over the course of a few weeks? Come on, stop it. I trust them not. From Scotty Sweatman, I'm sure there's plenty of food in Nancy Pelosi's fridge to feed those 260 million people. <laughs> Someone should get the UN to contact her on this issue. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, Good man. Stuff. Yeah, when we got a look at her fridge, we realized, yeah, she's she could help. She could help some people. Yeah, she didn't think that move through. Uh, so as people uh, continue to be oppressed around the nation, they continue to speak out against it, and they're doing that a lot in Michigan. Uh, and the big deal in Michigan has been that, oh, there were swastikas being displayed at those protests over the weekend's swastikas are racist is white supremacist no fortunately leon wolf at the blaze looked into the swastikas being displayed at the protest were they saying hey this is white supremacy or or whites are better than any other race and that's why we're flying a swastika here no 
they were comparing Governor Gretchen Whitmer to Hitler. That's what they were doing. There were there was a grand total of two swastikas that they found at the protest. Two out of all the thousands and thousands of people that were there. And both of them were presenting the swastikas in a negative light comparing Gretchen Whitmer. Now, is it, you know, over-the-top rhetoric, as Leon Wolf asks? It maybe. Uh, maybe not, too. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not, based on what's being done in Michigan right now. But you got to know how you're going to be painted by the media if you, you show do. up yes, with a that's swastik true. in whatever context. It's true. It's unfortunate that people did use it because it, I mean, it, it, it just doesn't help. You're not, you're not being a helper at that point. <laughs> no. But they're not saying anything about white power or that they're Nazis. They're saying that the government who's oppressing them right now, those are the Nazis. Uh, so it's just, it's such a lie when the media takes these things and starts running with it. Then there was a noose, I guess, uh, that was hanging from a tree. And that was made a big deal out of because wh- what are you doing there? Are you saying you're going to lynch black people? Is that what that is? No, uh, they were saying that, uh, let's see, what was... Yeah, bottom line is if you have to explain mm-hmm. your symbolism, well, you're you doing, be it doing it wrong. That's true. Yeah. It's true. But uh, what they were saying was that, uh, that the po- power, the tyrants need to be hung. Oh, boy. Is what they were saying. Not but, black people, uh-huh. not minorities. The tyrants should be hung, which again is out of control rhetoric. Yeah, not the best messaging. No. Tyrants get the rope was the expression that they used. Uh, So it's, but the media takes that stuff and lies about it. And so it just, it's not helpful to use uh, that, those kinds of symbols in these sorts of protests Mm -mm. because you're just going to be beaten over the head with it. And uh, it's not going to help the cause. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Meanwhile, at a Dollar Tree store in uh, Oakland, Michigan, yeah, Oakland County, Michigan, yeah. right? Uh, this uh, this uh, this guy walks into the store, and the clerk says to him, "You you can't shop here without a mask." There's a so, request that a private business is mm-hmm. more than right to ask at any time. Yes. And so he walks over to the clerk and says, here, I'll use this as a mask. And then wipes his nose and face all over her shirt and arm. <laughs> I, what kind of jerk would do something like that in the middle of a pandemic? They've just asked you to wear a mask or you can't shop. So just turn around and leave if you don't have a mask. No. He wipes his nose on her. That's when you hit him with a baseball bat. Uh, <laughs> uh, she didn't, but he would have deserved it. It's pathetic. Is that is that the same place where uh, there was a fatal shooting of a security guard in Michigan? Yeah, that that's terrible because they didn't want to wear a mask. Oof. I don't know if you heard that one, but uh, yeah, that's uh, also going around here. I mean, people are losing their minds mm. in in every which direction during this pandemic you know and we can't do this right if you are Gotta get only, a grip. yeah if, if you are going to murder a security guard because you don't want to wear a mask you're only inviting more of the tyranny 
that you're protesting against. Exactly. Uh, 888-900-3393. Let me tell you about iTarget Pro. Uh, if you are hoping to go to the range anytime soon to practice, <laughs> good luck. Between social distancing and leftist politicians closing gun stores, treating the Second Amendment as non-essential, millions of Americans have been without a place to safely practice their firearm. But thankfully, there's iTarget Pro, where you don't have to worry about any of that. Using their proprietary app and a laser bullet, iTarget Pro allows you to safely practice with your firearm right in your own home. Because instead of an actual bullet, there's a laser bullet there that just shows you where your shots land on the target. So your dry firing and dry fire training will develop muscle memory. It will help you with target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and a lot more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major uh, calibers, including 223 and 556, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Plus, right now, get 10% off plus free shipping. When you use the offer code PAT, when you buy iTarget Pro today, don't let circumstances dictate whether or not you're going to be able to train with your firearm. Take back control with iTarget Pro. That's the letter I, then TargetPro.com. iTargetPro.com, offer code PAT. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, mentioned this uh, yesterday on uh, on Glenn Show, but Disney World and the Disney Corporation, which pretty much was ruling the world before the pandemic, is now kind of in trouble uh, because after a decade of spectacular growth, the uh, gigantic entertainment conglomerate has been devastated by this pandemic because all of its fourteen theme parks are closed uh even though they delivered record profits just last year 157 million people stop by their parks right now there are zero people at their parks so that's kind of hurting them they've got no income coming in at all from any theme park anywhere in the world also their cruises they have four cruise ships with a capacity of 13,400 people there are zero people on their cruise ships right now all the cruising has been shut down and probably will be for the foreseeable future wow and everybody prepaid for disney plus right i mean seriously i'm, right. I'm just thinking of all their business models stage shows okay they they have stage shows all over the world 29 pr- productions on four continents all of them shut down uh wow. disney stores they've got 312 all of them closed down no income whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, it's their movie studios, all eight of them, completely shut down. So no movies being produced right now at Disney. And that's the case with other studios as well. But, you know, this is, I mean, Disney, every single business they're in has really been devastated by this. The cable network. Okay, you got ESPN, which is a money-making machine for Disney. No sports to broadcast. My God. Goodness. You think about what they're going through, they're in serious, serious trouble right now. That is no good. Yeah. Which, again, is why uh, Bob Iger stayed on. He was supposed to leave, uh, I think, about three or four months ago. And instead, he took con- retook control of the, uh, of the company. 
for now because he's been running the place for 15 years and he didn't want to turn it over to somebody brand new in this crisis. So he's trying to see him through this, but uh, they're they're having a tough time right now. Um, the about the only thing that is getting them through this is maybe the streaming because people mm. are you know people are sitting home and they they are watching streaming things and they do have a decent streaming business, but they even expect that. Yeah, look at this. Uh, Disney, the estimate is that Disney will lose $2 billion this year. God. Even on their streaming business. Oh. Wow. I'm just looking at all the stuff they own. Jeez. And I will say it's uh, it's a lot. Yeah, it is. But everywhere you turn, you're like, okay, but no, that's okay, not well, that's, no, that's Yeah. Nope. They're not nope. making any money from that now. I mean, I said it in jest, mm. but I think it's actual fact now. That uh, David Murr guy, his uh, ABC Nightly News. He's the hero at Disney. The think they're making money on yes. right now is evening news. Right. Think about that. Right. <laughs> ABC, which, you know, all of their shows are shut down too, except for the uh, World News Tonight with David Muir. And that's number one week after week lately. So, I mean, that's the only thing that's really doing well for him right now. Other than that, ABC uh, had 14 uh, shows and pilots that have all shut down. And so nothing new is coming out for that. That's the other thing. There's, I don't, I don't know when there's going to be new programming on TV or at the movie theater because everything's been shut down, not just with Disney, but everybody. It's going to be a while before we see any good movies. The only ones that we'll see are the ones that were supposed to come out this spring and then they've been delayed yeah yeah did you know disney owns hulu uh yes I didn't know that yes hmm. they own everything i mean disney for now owns till they yes. need some start right. selling off some of these assets no to kidding. pay the mortgage oh Jeez. my goodness what a nightmare well and they furloughed and uh they furloughed a hundred thousand employees so you know they're i mean they're not doing well um, and neither are their employees, and I feel a lot worse for the employees than I do for Disney itself. Yeah. Um, because a hundred thousand people are without jobs now. When the theme parks open up again, will they get their job back? I don't know, but I ho- I hope so. Certainly hope so. Golly, what a! But just another thing that, you know just... you don't necessarily think about exactly that's happening during the pandemic. Exactly. I mean, we talked about gas prices, right? Yeah. Well, it's great that you're paying a quarter after your big discount, Keith, but that but what's gets that doing? reflected to jobs yeah. in that industry. Mm-hmm. And like I said, these ripples are becoming tidal waves. You're going to feel it in Houston, Texas. You're going to feel it in the oil fields in North Dakota. You're going to feel it in West Texas. Uh, it's it, We're going to feel the effects of this for a really long time, which is why we keep saying, open up the economy. 888-900-3393. More Pack Ray Unleashed coming up. Pack Gray Unleashed. And welcome to it. Great to have you with us. Uh, let me just tell you about Breakhouse Nutrition so that you can fortify your immune system. Uh, we're none of us planned self isolate uh, forever, so eventually we're going to be around people again, and that's when you're going to want your immune system to be working and functioning properly. 
And one of the ways to eat to do that is to have good nutrition inside your body. One scoop of Field of Greens. If you don't eat well, like I don't, one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving for you of real USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables. Boost your immune system and and uh, boost your energy. So if you're out of shape, you don't eat healthy, hello, yes, that's me, uh, your risk is higher. It's just as simple as that. So you need this diet of fruits and vegetables in your in your body because it can reduce your risk of heart disease, hypertension, stroke, even cancer, and it's also pre and probiotic. It's a great source of vitamins and fiber and other nutrients. Just put one scoop into a glass of water, stir it up, you're all done. Right now, save 15% off your first order when you use the offer code PAT at BrickHousePAT.com. If you subscribe while you're there on the website, you'll save an extra 10% every single month. Turn your immune system into a brick house with Field of Greens at BrickHousePAT.com. Pat Gray. I got this tweet from Carl Smith. If we all start wearing Trump 2020 masks, how long will it be before the experts tell us we don't need them anymore? Oh, that's a thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Ryan Patrick, those app tracking stories are concerning. I listened to New York Sports Talk, and they have hosts who want bracelets you can't remove to show who oh. has the virus, which is insanity. But people call in and love that suggestion. No, thanks. Yeah, the uh, Sports Talk Radio. I, it's all I mean that anytime they veer off into anything political or anything serious you'll want to turn the channel you just uh, turn it off because they're all liberals they're all stupid and remember we got that tweet earlier it said only snowflakes will download the app uh, no uh, the sports talk radio audience will also oh, download do the it. tracking app as well sure sure mm. Economic intercourse virus tweets, my dead grandfather just received a stimulus check. Oh, man. I wonder if he could vote by mail. Yeah, probably. Yes, indeed. Probably. Wow. I wonder how many dead people wound up with checks. Uh, I bet we'd be stunned at the number. There will be an... Okay, a couple years from now, there's going to be an audit. Some some group is going to do it, you know, some like Mm -hmm. watchdog, you know, group. There'll be a story... It'll appear uh, in the back of a newspaper. No one will ever see it. Right. And it will be, it will be nauseating. Yes. To think of the tax dollars that went to dead people. The uh, the stimulus. Twenty five percent of it went to dead people or people who are illegal immigrants or <laughs> whatever. We'll find that yep. out. That'll be the number. We should twenty five percent. We should we should have an office pool. What yes. will be the percentage of fraudulent stimulus checks? That's when this my is all guess. Twenty five percent. I'll take that. I like it, yeah. Uh, let's go to Andy in Texas. Hey, Andy, you're on the blaze. Hey. Hey. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a multi-season uh, season ticket holder for a, a local uh, MLB team. And uh, finally got a – we've been trying to contact with them what, we, what we're going to do with our season tickets, get a refund, what's going to happen. We finally got an uh, email back this weekend. They're offering uh, March, April, and May as a refund, or we can put it towards next year's season. Uh, but mm. they plan on take, taking up baseball in June uh, with a regular schedule after that. But they haven't showed us what the regular schedule or if it's going to be with redesigned leagues. Uh, but if uh, what I'm hearing down to the north, the, the Mets and all those are going to stay closed, I don't see how they can 
continued the season with with people in stand. So uh, no, I we don't got either. For a full refund, and yeah. um, is your question, Andy? Do you want us to take your tickets off your hands? So you don't have to stress about this. <laughs> they're they're Astros tickets. Oh, oh okay. no, you don't want those. You No, there's a bunch of cheaters, right? <laughs> now, if it's the new ballpark here in, in Dallas, then I would say keep them. But no, you want your money back. So yeah. so you're going to ask for the full refund, are you? Yeah, we are. We're, yeah. We're they won't respond to that question. And uh, Wow. And I think I can go. There's a good chance I think we already had the, the C-19 in our family back in February. Really? Today, yeah, today my wife is... Is going and found an antibody test uh, down in Conroe. She's going to go uh, get that taken. I, uh, nice. My niece got deathly ill, had all the symptoms. If you check down the list, and she went and got swabbed for flu and strep and all negative, and they sent her home with a Z-pack and uh, Tamiflu and said, you know, to get plenty of rest and drink mm-hmm. plenty of fluids. Me being a paramedic, she actually had me sit with her one day, and um, she was so sick she didn't know if she could get to the phone Jeez. and uh yeah about four days later i got kind of sick i bracketed by two days of not feeling great and then it just went through the whole family in a matter of three or four days be interesting you know, let, let us know if uh, yeah. got sick. let us know how the antibody test comes out i'd yeah. like to know uh, if you guys had it or not that's interesting because if it happened in february I mean that's way before we thought it was in texas and think right? about this think of how many people think of yourself who earlier this year were really sick, and you're mm-hmm. like, man, I just can't shake this. Oh my gosh! And I'm just thinking yep. around the office, and th- you know, the the number of infected Americans right now stands at 1.1 million. And I'm not a doctor, okay, and I'm mm-hmm. not Lord Fauci, mm-hmm. but I would not be surprised if we had it in one form or fashion. Half of Americans, yeah, 150 million of us. I, I it's just what it feels like. Appreciate the call, thanks, Andy. Um, you know the Stanford. If you if you to if you are to believe the Stanford test, the Stanford study that they did, it's fifty to eighty five times higher than is being reported. So if you extrapolate that on a nationwide basis, you're talking about eighty million people, mm-hmm. eighty million people who have had it. I mean, it affects everyone differently. We know that. Yes. Right? I mean, we've yeah, gone some people all... are not sick at all. Others are gravely ill. And we joke about how every symptom under the sun has some sort of connection to COVID-19. Yeah. Well, it's not really a joke. I mean, it literally affects everybody differently. That's right. Any Anywhere along That's the right. spectrum. So I would not be surprised if this thing has been here longer. I was just listening to somebody, I don't know, in one of the news reports, they were talking to somebody who had COVID-19. He didn't have the fever at all. The whole time. Never had the fever. Now, but that's he, the one thing they talk about yeah. all the time that's universal is, well, if you don't have a fever, we're not even going to test you. But he tested positive. He tested positive. Right? Oh, wow. And he didn't have the fever. And think about this. You and I, we've been working with Jeffy for over a decade. We have obviously built up an immunity to mm. everything under the sun. <laughs> right. So it really doesn't matter what gets thrown at you and I or other people around here. Yeah. Uh, we've been through it. Yes. So our bodies correct. are uh, pretty much ready for anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, you talk true. about herd immunity. Herd I mean, immunity, right? Jeffy's a whole herd by himself, so he's got he's got a <laughs> a herd load of diseases right. that you you become right. immune to. So it's great. Uh-huh. It's great to have him around. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Some other things going on besides <clears throat> the COVID nineteen situation. I don't know if you're aware of that, but U.S. women's soccer still still fighting the battle to get equal pay. Good for them because they 
only made $8 million more than the men did over the last several years. And they're pissed about it. So (laughs) (laughs) if they want equal pay, I guess they want a cut in pay. I mean, you remember that? The U.S. Tennis Association or the, I mean, Soccer Association uh, came out and said, yeah, we, we've paid the women more than we paid the men. Uh, here it is. And they showed us the, the numbers. And sure enough, the women made more than men over the last uh, several years. Anyway, they're still fighting this thing in court. And they just suffered a defeat when a judge ruled that they were not being unfairly paid in comparison to their male counterparts. The ruling was handed down by Judge R. Gary Klausner, uh, and critics, of course, have claimed that female soccer players aren't paid as well as their male counterparts, but the judge disagreed. He said the WNT, women's national team, has been paid more (laughs) on both a cumulative and an average per-game basis than the MNT, the men's national team, (laughs) over the class period. That's Uh amazing. He allowed for a separate claim to proceed by female players, arguing that they're receiving disparate compensation in the form of travel, training, housing, and other proceeds. Hmm. Well, you're making more money, and then you want... It's, this is amazing. United States Soccer Federation showed that the female players were paid $8 million more in salaries and bonuses despite the games of the male players. Get this. Despite the fact that the male players grossed much more game revenue. Of course they did. That happens in every single sport. Molly Levinson, who represents the female players, said they plan to appeal even the decision of the judge, even though... They did make more money. We're shocked and disappointed, she said. We're not giving up our hard work for equal pay. Well, the judge should then rule that they get their pay cut by $8 million so that they're equal to the men. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't that surprise them? (laughs) Surprise! We're going to make sure that you're equally paid. Uh, you got to give us $8 million back. This uh, is what equality looks like. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We are confident in our case and steadfast in our commitment to ensuring that girls and women who play this sport will not be valued as lesser just because of their gender. Even if they were paid less, it wouldn't be because of their gender. It would be because of the revenue received. You don't pay the same when you're bringing in less money. Mm. Right? I mean, does that not make sense? It'd be like the WNBA players making the same as NBA players when the WNBA out uh, outperforms them, no you know, by $8 billion or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, so. you know, it won't be long if we get back to uh, playing the games in empty arenas with the NBA that the setting will at least be very similar to the uh, typical WNBA game. <laughs> With the empty arenas, although this one will be by choice. Yeah. Yeah, then it'll look like a WNBA yeah. game. So, That's a good point. So we got equality right around the corner. If we can just get <laughs> sports started, you'll see equality. Uh, is there any sport that people are interested in less than the WNBA? I, I, I don't know that there is. I think, you know, even women's college basketball is paid 
attention to more than the WNBA. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I'm not joking when I say I would love to see the numbers. Somebody look this up for me. Don't make me do my job here. Uh, the rock skipping competition you watched over the weekend on ESPN, mm-hmm. I bet had a larger audience than the WNBA gets on an average game. It might have. I, I, I want to see somebody have. find those Nielsen ratings for me, please, and tag me at Keith Malinak. Yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> rock skipping beats basketball <laughs> women's WNBA basketball <laughs> I, I do you know anybody who would watch a WNBA game on ESPN I don't know anybody who would watch that if it got me out of a North Korean prison I'm not sure that I would agree <laughs> to watch an entire WNBA game yeah all right triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter uh let me tell you about Genesis 950 uh, if you've been thinking about replacing your carpeting because there's so many stains on it, you just can't get out and you've tried virtually everything. If you haven't tried Genesis 950, try this before you order the carpeting. With water, Genesis 950 breaks down the bonds of stains. So they're gone for good. It's antibacterial component, removes pet stains and odors from carpet and padding. It can be used in carpet cleaning machines too. And it's so green that it's safe for your family and pets to lay on the carpeting afterwards mm-hmm. it's just it's absolutely amazing because you have the chemical smell though left behind uh, not at all what nope wow. it really doesn't nice one gallon of industrial strength genesis 950 can make up to seven gallons of cleaner a larger ratio may be required for old stains or odors but it also disinfects. It kills viruses. You mix one-third Genesis 950 with two-thirds water, spray on the surface, and then wipe it clean with fresh water. It's just that easy, and you'll be amazed. You'll say, I didn't believe there was a product like this. Um, it's not just for pet stains, either. You can clean and disinfect your entire house, your bathroom, your kitchen, countertops, granite, quartz, garage floors, get wow. the oil stains out. Genesis 950, it is available on Amazon.com, but if you order a gallon direct at Genesis950.com, you'll get a free spray bottle and a discount using the offer code Blaze. That's Genesis950.com. Pat Gray. That was it? Just Pat Gray? What about him? Did you need more? Yeah, it's um, something. I mean, what does that really say? Okay, hold on. Let me try it again. <clears throat> Patrick Joseph Gray. <laughs> it's still... You just added my middle name. What did that do? Patrick Joseph <laughs> Gray from the mean streets of Helena. Continue. Son of Joseph. Uh, well, all right. Well, bumper music. I guess we better just start <laughs> yeah, now. <laughs> I guess so. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Added Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, from Team USA Stone Skipping Skip. Oh, nice. I'm sure that Rock Skipping Competition brought in Super Bowl-type ratings, so ESPN just needs more gripping comp- competitions like that to pull Disney's butt out of the fire. Yeah, I gotta start I'm sure that's that. true, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jeffy's 18 Spoons. Pat's absolutely right about the sports radio personalities being lefties. Yeah, I don't know why that is, but it just, it just is. Uh, I was a diehard listener of a particular station for years. I tuned out for good one day after the host railed against guns after Parkland. Yeah, oh, it's agonizing. It's agonizing. South Dakota's Cardinal Tobin. This is now. Don't confuse this with sure uh, Newark. Cardinal Joe Tobin of Newark. Got it. 
<laughs> Remember when iTunes put a U2, a U2 album in our playlist and there was no way to delete it? The tracking app will become undeletable. Probably. Oh. And you remember how pissed off people were yeah. about the iTunes album? How dare you give me a free album? I don't want that. They were pissed. Yep. And it people was a were pissed. Really good album, too. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, just don't listen to it. What is the problem? How dare you put that into my iTunes when I don't want it there? What is it doing to your iTunes? I'm not sure, but... <laughs> I, I don't know why I don't know why people were so angry about that. Yeah, yeah, I never understood that either. And U2 was apologetic for that, but I tried <laughs> to put myself because I love you know U2 music is going to be on my phone regardless. Mm-hmm. But if it was some band that I couldn't stand and I didn't have a way to get rid of it, that would be annoying, mm-hmm. you know. But I just would I would keep it out of yeah playlist. If I it would just be separate. Let's say they downloaded a Fifth Dimension album into my into my iTunes, I would just ignore it. Mm. Uh, I tried to delete it, probably. But then if I couldn't, I'd be like, okay, well, I just won't listen to it. Uh, I have a question here in the front row. Yes. Uh, Mr. Gray, mm-hmm. do you use your phone for music listening whatsoever? No, never. Oh, no. Right. Mm-hmm. Very good. I do use my iPad, but uh-huh. not my phone. Okay. Well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you actually, you are Mr. iPad. Yes. I, I mean, that's use the iPad. Like, you use that. All the You've time. got that out all the all time, putting the audio time. in and stuff. Yes. So if there was a way that I could contact you I listened on your to Spotify iP- on it, you uh-huh. know, I yeah. gave up the CD thing and finally, yeah. <laughs> finally broke down and started using Spotify. And I thought, hey, I, I can see why people use this. It's pretty handy. So is so. there a way I could <laughs> contact you on the iPad since I can't get you to respond to email, text, or phone calls? Yes, if we belong to the same cell phone company, you could. It comes on my iPad when that happens. So maybe you should do that. Uh, anyway, this is interesting because the uh, one place, the one place Chinese travelers want to visit this year is, of course, America. No. Mm-mm. Spies. Now, you might think, okay, well, what about the new uh, the new Disney in Shanghai? Yeah, sure. Or the even newer one that's supposed to be finished pretty soon in Beijing, Beijing Disney World. No. Uh, they want to go to Wuhan. <laughs> Why learn a lesson already? I know. Why would you want it? What what is there? Well, that's where people had that virus. I want to look at it. Why? Chinese are now talking. <laughs> yeah, I don't like know why. People I grew up with. I don't know why the the, <laughs> <laughs> the accent happens to be that of an American hick. So, but um, so they want to go <laughs> to where the world coming yes. to an end began. Yes, yes, they do. That's dumb. That's it's dumb and it's just bizarre because there's nothing special there to my knowledge oh, uh, some... except the fact that, mm-hmm. you know, that's where a really bad pandemic broke out. That's where you can get some uh, pangolin and some <clears throat> fried bat. Wonder if we could get us some of that bat food that went bad on people and started that pandemic. Hold yeah, on. I, again, I don't know why. I want to hear a redneck <laughs> talk about uh, eating fried camel hump, please. And Go. Uh, you know, if if they got some bat, maybe they have some of that delicious fried camel hump that Jeffy likes so much. Oh, that's a good. I, that's a good thought there. I don't know why the Chinese even know about Jeffy. Maybe they listen to uh, chewing the fat quite sure a bit. Sure they do. Sure they do. It's, yeah. yeah, it's possible. Does Delta fly to Wuhan? Uh, I don't know that any American airline flies there right now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So. 
let's, let's just take a look here. If I wanted to go Dallas to Wuhan, what are my airline choices? Uh, tra travel restricted to this destination. Okay. So, uh, so there you go. Yeah. But, uh, probably yeah. makes sense. The travel is res restricted to that destination. But hey, when things get back to normal, <laughs> Delta and Japan <laughs> Airlines and Korean Airlines, that's how you get there. Really? They all fly yeah. to Wuhan? Good grief. Wow. Delta flies all the time. Like, oh my gosh. Ooh, okay, cool. To Wuhan? Uh-huh. Under normal circumstances. Well, it's a, it's a city of 11 million. Uh-huh. So it's, uh, and that's where, it's a mean, major city. And when you got to have, you know, a, a, a live animal uh, on your plate, that's the place to go. Yes, whether it's snake or bat or fried camel hump, uh, that's oh, your... That's your place. That's your destination right there. Those wet markets, uh, they know what to sell. Right. I mean, they really do. That's high, that's high living when, when you can get an animal still living <laughs> on your plate when it's dinner time. Yes. Mm. Uh, all right. The mayor of Chicago warning residents uh, about what's going to happen to them if they should disobey uh, her highness. Uh, here's what uh, she was telling them recently. Now, I've directed Superintendent Brown to mm -hmm. order all police districts to give special attention to these parties. And this is how it's going to be. Okay. We will shut you down. We will cite you. Mm. And if we need to, we will arrest you and we will take you to jail. If Period. I'm doing what? Wh there should what do be I have nothing unambiguous about that. So if I have a party. Don't make us hmm. treat you like a criminal. But if you act like a criminal and you violate the law and you refuse to do what is necessary <laughs> to horrific. save lives in the city in the middle of a pandemic, wow. we will take you to jail, period. period. That is unbelievable. Yeah, she also uh, made it clear that they were watching you on social media. Jeez. Yeah, we're watching you. So if you have a party, they will take you to jail. Hmm. I mean, don't make them treat you like a criminal by acting like a criminal and you're not a criminal if you have people. a party. Yeah, if you have a party, like a few people over to the house, that's not a criminal activity. So wow, okay, there, Mr. Scofflaw. <laughs> there again. Well, I don't care what they what they're if they're watching me. I ain't doing nothing wrong. Well, I tell you're you not what. the one who decides that. That's right. That's the mayor right. of Chicago is. If one of these gatherings has some fried camel hump. It's gonna be tough, Mrs. Mayor, to keep people away. Mm. Or some yummy bat soup. Bat soup. That they right? just got from Wuhan, where uh, people want to go and vacation. Fox meat. Yeah. Yummy. Uh, all right, we got Brad Meltzer coming up to talk about his latest book, The Lincoln Conspiracy. We'll do that next. Pat Gray Unleashed. Great to have you with us. 888-933-93. Joined by Brad Meltzer. Of course, he's the guy who brings us compelling TV shows and fictional books, children's books, and now, now a couple of uh, really cool historic books. Um, you had the first conspiracy about the failed plot to kill George Washington, and now you bring us the Lincoln conspiracy about the plot to kill Abraham Lincoln even before he became president. Uh, joined now by Brad Milter. Hey, Brad. Hey, Brother Pat. How you doing? Doing good. Uh, tell us about this book. I mean, everybody knows about the plot, obviously, to kill Lincoln uh, during his presidency. But uh, what about this plot to kill him 
before he becomes the president. That, and that's exactly what it is. To be sworn in as America's 16th president, Abraham Lincoln has to travel by train from his home in Springfield, Illinois, and get to Washington, D.C. And the only way to get there is you've got to go through Baltimore. But Maryland is actually a slave state at the time. So the plot is very simple. A secret society plans to murder Abraham Lincoln when he comes through Baltimore and end his presidency before it even begins. And that's the amazing part of it is you get to see this kind of incredible moment where all of history can shift. Because obviously, if they kill Abraham Lincoln as he's on his way to his inauguration, the Mm -hmm. whole world changes. And these are slavery supporters then. Yeah, they're pro-slavery. Uh, it's, a, it's a secret society called, begins with the Knights of the Golden Circle. And some people may remember it went out from our Decoded TV show on the History Channel. We did a, an episode of on Decoded. The thing about the Knights of the Golden Circle, they're led by a barber of all things. And it's a guy named Cipriano Ferrandini. And this barber in Baltimore, Maryland, works in the basement of a hotel, in a fancy hotel. You go into the basement, you whisper the right words, you whisper the right passwords, and you might just hear about the secret plot to kill Abraham Lincoln. And the great thing about what happens is, of course, who they then call in to save the day. Because, you know, and one thing I should mention, you'll appreciate this, Pat, is you know who eventually joins the Knights of the Golden Circle? And this will ruin a little thing at the end of the book, but not much. But eventually the Knights of the Golden Circle get a new member. His name? John Wilkes Booth. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Right. Huh. And, and that and, and that's the craziest part. And then, yeah. you know, listen, the, when they when they now you got to figure out, OK, you got a secret plot to kill Abraham Lincoln. What do you do? And um, there's a there's a train speeding through the middle of the night and there's lots of passengers on the train in the passenger car and a sleeper car. And there's four that we're focused on. One of them, there's two businessmen. There's a woman and she's got an invalid brother. But none of them are who they say they are. <laughs> so one of the guys is actually Alan Pinkerton, the head of the Pinkerton Detective Agency. The woman is Kate Warren, America's first female private detective. And her so-called invalid brother is certainly not her brother, and he's definitely not invalid. His name is Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> They've given him a disguise. They've given him a code name. You won't believe what disguise they put him in. And that's how they're going to try and save his life, whisking him away in the middle of the night. And, you know, that's, I just ruined chapter one of the link. <laughs> yeah, you that's did. <laughs> I was wondering how we were going to delicately tiptoe around that, but uh, let the author do that. Yeah. And you even mentioned there, you alluded to uh, Alan Pinkerton. Uh, my kids and I are absolutely enjoying the book, Brad. It's so great. Um, but th- we need a movie just about Alan Pinkerton and uh, Kate, uh, what's her Warren? What's her last name? Uh, Kate Warren. Yeah, Kate- we need a movie just about all the awesome mustaches that they have. <laughs> they're so, like, they're incredible. And, and the Pinkertons, as you see in the book, are amazing. Alan Pinkerton is this, you know, he, he goes eventually to Chicago and he just thinks that the cops are so corrupt there. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to break the law to make the law. And he decides that he's going to be a private detective. In fact, the Pinkerton Detective Agency is where we get the word private Mm -hmm. eye from, because the Pinkerton Detective Agency's logo is a big eyeball. (laughs) It says we never sleep. We're watching it all times. Right. And that eyeball is where we get private eye from. So the Pinkertons are an obsession of mine. I love them through history and they go into the Civil War. They fight in the Civil War as well. But when you see Kate Warren, America's first female private eye, she is such an amazing woman. She comes in 26 years old. She's like, I want a job, Alan Pinkerton, at a time when no one is hiring a woman. No woman is working in law enforcement. And he's just like, you know what? 
He's smart enough to know that people are going to talk to her differently than they're going to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And that's an amazing moment because he's like, you know what? I'm going to hire you. And then he hires another woman after that. And these are the people who work on the case in the Lincoln conspiracy to save Abraham Lincoln's life. Well, so if if Lincoln was disguised during this train ride to D.C., uh, did they suspect that there was an attempt on his life or was this just in case? No, no, no. They they know for sure. In fact, what you'll see in the book, I mean, there's 50, there's a, a nonfiction book, 50 pages of footnotes in this thing. But we found not only did the Pinkertons have proof that, the, that what the Pinkertons do is they infiltrate the secret society, they infiltrate all their stuff. And they start figuring out what the actual plot is, when it's going to happen. You're going to see. I mean, mm. you'll see a scene where the secret society in a dark room, candle lit, and they're all taking their oaths and their secret handshakes. And they pass out. Um, everyone has to draw the, sh- the short straw to see who's going to kill and pull the trigger on Abraham Lincoln. And the reason they do that wow. is pretend it's me, you and Keith. You know, we're all in the room and we're all drawing straws. They don't want anyone to know who draws the short straw, because in case one of us gets arrested, they don't want you to be able to rat out the rest of us. But the thing that's really amazing, and you'll see, and I won't ruin how many, is they, they don't tell everyone in the room, but there's not just one person who gets the short straw. They actually have a backup plan. And so not only do the Pinkertons find out about this plot to kill Lincoln, but there's actually a group of, of cops working for Senator Seward, who becomes, of course, Secretary of State Seward, and they're working for him, and they find the exact same plot to murder Lincoln at the exact same time. But to me... The best part of the book is when they finally have to go to Abraham Lincoln and they go to his hotel room and they tell him, sir, there's someone planning to murder you. And it's one of the great moments in the book because Abraham Lincoln, they say, listen, we're going to, here's what we're going to do. You have an event, Abraham Lincoln, you got an event tomorrow in Philadelphia. We need you to skip that event. We're going to save your life, get you out of here early and get you through Baltimore so no one sees you. And Abraham Lincoln in that moment says, no way, I'm not doing it. I'm not missing the event in Philly. And they're like, why would you do that? And you want to know what Abraham Lincoln is doing the next day in Philadelphia? He doesn't want to miss. They are honoring the birthday of one of his favorite heroes, a man named George Washington. And Abraham Lincoln Mm -hmm. doesn't want to miss honoring George Washington. So he goes to Philadelphia the next day. In one of his famous speeches, he actually presides over the raising of a flag at Independence Hall, they honored George Washington. Abraham Lincoln, we, we found the actual speech that he gives that day. And in the speech, he says, basically, we need to stand together as a country. And if we don't, you might as well assassinate me. And it seems like a throwaway line back then. But in reality, now when you read it, you realize he absolutely knows that there is a plot to kill him at that moment. And then right after that event happens, I won't ruin the end of the book, but that's where the plan to save him kicks in. They whisk him out of there. I won't tell you how or where, but it will blow your mind when you see it. Ah, that's that's amazing. Um, I I don't know if people understand how hated Abraham Lincoln was in the South, uh, but they they had a deep seated hatred for him. Um, and if I remember correctly, he didn't get a single vote from a Southern state. Isn't that correct? Uh, he didn't get a single. That's exactly right, Pat. And, yeah. and I'm glad you mentioned that. I mean, not only did he not get a single vote, they he didn't get a single vote because. They refuse to put his name on the ballot. Right. Can you imagine today? That's amazing. They're like, you know what? I know you won Jeez. your convention, but you are not. We won't even put your name on the ballot. You know, and which is incredible. Incredible. They, and the, the hate mail came in. He was so despised 
Um, they said that death threats came so quickly. And most of them, listen, you're always going to get death threats when you're president. Everyone mm-hmm. gets them. Mm-hmm. But his were really specific and there were credible death threats. And then then it starts getting worse. And what you'll really see and what I love about the book is what we were able to find is we all know Abraham Lincoln at the end of his presidency. Right. He frees the slaves. Mm-hmm. We know the cliches. You know, you wake up any American at three in the morning, and say Abraham Lincoln. What do you know? And they'll go free the slaves, log cabin, top hat. You know, you know, all the, the cliches. <laughs> right. But you see you see Abraham Lincoln at the beginning, 1.0, when he's starting out, he's making mistakes, he's insecure, yeah. he's, you know, you see the last moments, one of my favorite things that we see in there is when he's notified that he actually wins the presidency, you know what he's doing? He's at the back of the building, he's playing handball of all things. <laughs> and he's just a human being, and you know, and mm-hmm. then when, when he leaves to go and leave for Washington, D.C., one of the last things he does is he goes home. He wants to go home to see his father's grave, and he wants to also go home and say goodbye to his stepmother, who he loves and adores and helps raise them. And he goes yeah. to the stepmom's house, and she says, I'm worried they're going to assassinate him. She's worried she's never going to see him again. And she's absolutely right. In fact, Lincoln himself has a premonition that he's going to die during his first term in office. And you'll see the moment in the dream mm-hmm. he has where he envisions his own death. And, you know, when you see that, Abraham Lincoln isn't some big statue in Washington, D.C., He's a human being again. And we have to remember that anyone you look up to, whether it's George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Rosa Parks, anyone else, they all have moments where they're scared and they're terrified and they still go on. They're just like us. And I love that the Lincoln conspiracy gives you that. Yeah. And we forget, too, that there was no Secret Service at that time. Um, You know, there were the Pinkertons and and really that's about it. Right. There wasn't he didn't have a, a huge detail of people who protected him. Yeah, no, that's right. He The Secret Service doesn't really start kicking in for protection until 1865 when John Wilkes Booth puts a bullet in his head. Mm-hmm. Then they realize... When oh my it's gosh, a little late. <laughs> a little right, late not, for not, not the time you want to be organized. <laughs> right. right? Like, and so what happens is, you, you know, he has the Pinkerton. <clears throat> he also hires his own friends. He basically hires friends who are in the military. Mm-hmm. He's got a guy who's, I mean, it's almost out of central casting, like a big burly guy, again, super mustache, carries around a Bowie knife. And, and, you know, and, a, and always with loaded with guns, loaded for bear who walks around with them. But it, it's just a buddy. You know, it's, there's no training. There's no it's more like, hey, man, I'm important. Now you come with me. Come on, Pat, let's go. And, and that's mm. not going to do the trick when you're the most famous person on the planet. And, and I right. think, you know, one of the important parts here is to kind of see that full as you're painting the full historical context of this time Lincoln's living in. All right. We're going to spend more time with. Uh... Uh, author Brad Meltzer, who's the author of the uh, first conspiracy about the plot to kill George Washington and now his new book, The Lincoln Conspiracy. We'll have more with him in just a minute. First, let me take 60 seconds, tell you about Rough Greens. Uh, You know the dried dog food has to last for two to three years uh, on the store shelf. And so in order to make it last that long, the dried dog food manufacturers have to sterilize it when they make it, which kills everything that's good in the dog food just burns it all out the probiotics and the enzymes and the vitamins and healthy microbacteria it's all gone so that's why i'm so happy to have found rough greens vita smart first of all it's not dog food it's just it's a healthy supplement that puts back into your dog's food all the live nutrients necessary for your dog to be really healthy and active again so no matter whether you feed your dog the most expensive food on the market or you you know you make something by yourself at home for them to eat, 
Rough Greens Vitasmart will make your dog's food better. Plus, they love it. You sprinkle it on, you mix it in, and they just gobble it down. Uh, take the Rough Greens 14-day jumpstart challenge today for just $14.95. See the difference in your dog in 14 days or less. If you want to see your dog thrive again, act like a puppy again, uh, go to roughgreens.com slash blaze. That's R-U-F-F greens.com slash blaze. Pat Gray Unleashed. Talking to a author brad Meltzer uh about his new book the lincoln conspiracy something else you touch on here are the lincoln douglas uh, debates which are a little different than the debates that we suffer through today um we would have really suffered back in 1859 <laughs> and 60 over these things because uh they lasted a long time didn't they yeah they last yeah <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? Forget about hours, days. You know, yeah. you're literally arguing. Oh, and and no microphone, um, no audiovisual system, <laughs> and with the depth and you know the the intricacies of the details. Well, they'll be like, okay, Mr. Pat, on this fortnight, you will go on stage and speak for a mere seven hours. <laughs> then, Mr. Brad, you will go on and respond for nineteen hours. <laughs> And Seriously. and I'm literally going My up gosh. and responding for for two hours, point by point, as if we're in team debate in high school. And what's amazing is people are there because there's no Twitter, there's no phones, there's no any. You know, there's barely like right. that's the entertainment. That's what it is. And what's what's wild is to watch back then uh, the way the world is because the reason you know it's it's very titillating to say we have the secret plot to kill Abraham Lincoln. Okay, that'll sell some books. But what the reason we took on this topic was because when you look at the time period and you look at Lincoln losing and you look at, you know, the failures that he had in the beginning, what struck us more than anything was where he was operating when he's elected. The country is divided in two. Uh, Whatever side you're on hates the other side and says the other side are complete and utter morons. Does that sound familiar to you, Pat? (laughs) It's just exactly where we are. And what the book becomes is what do great leaders do in that time? And what, what in that moment Abraham Lincoln does, he doesn't divide us further. He unites us. In fact, on the days that they're trying to kill him, it is, it is barely a week and a few days after they try to murder him, and he knows they're trying to kill him, he delivers his first inaugural address. And you know what? He has every reason to be like, you know what? I've had it. I'm, I, you know, six states have already seceded from the Union by the time he's sworn in. That three days after he wins, South Carolina announces that they're going to secede and passes a resolution. They give him three days, and they're already attacking him. And instead, he goes in his first inaugural address and says, we should be friends, not enemies. We should stand together. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's look to the better angels of our nature. And I think right now, and I will say this, you know, whether I go to my friends on Fox News uh, or whether I go see friends in CNN, the one thing everyone whispers to me in the green rooms now is this idea, which is the way we talk to each other right now in politics is disgusting. The way we talk about the other side is disgusting. We're doing it wrong. And we need to remember, as Lincoln did, the United States of America, because we've forgotten it. We've forgotten humility. We've forgotten compassion. We've lost that, and we need it back. And, and to me, that's what we need to really focus on, is what our greatest leaders really had in spades. And how do we, how do we get there, though? It is, it's so difficult when you're mired in all of this nastiness, uh, and we're, we're all so used to it. And 
you know, somebody hits us and, and we hit them back, how do we get to a place where, you know, we, we've got an, we don't, we don't really have an Abraham Lincoln type in office right now. And that, and that's, you know, listen, I hate to say it, but that's the problem, mm-hmm. right? You need leadership is about, is not about being in charge. Leadership is about taking care of those in your charge. And, and I think you just said it, right? We get hit, we hit back, like everyone's hitting. Everyone's mm-hmm. like, well, we fight. Like, no, we shouldn't. Like, if your kids were acting the way we're all acting, we'd say, you know, yes, you have to protect yourself, and self-defense is important. I taught my kid to punch just as well as anyone else, right, mm-hmm. um, to make sure that he's, you know, when he was getting pushed around. But we can't live our lives with our fist in the air ready to punch someone. It's just, and, and that's what right. Lincoln stands for. Lincoln is, they're throwing punches at him more than anyone else has ever been thrown before or after. And he's like, we need to be friends, not enemies. That's what leadership is, is having that moral fortitude to say, I'm going to be better than what angers me. Because, listen, I go on, you put me on Twitter in 10 minutes, I want to murder somebody, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm literally like, just, I, but we have to be better than what angers us. And, and for me, Abraham Lincoln doesn't get there immediately. It's not, he's not the perfect person who's born and we're never going to see the likes of him again. He doesn't even come in and want to free the slaves. We tell that story for kids, but it's not true. What he does is he says at the start, you know what? We won't take away slavery where it is, but we won't have any new states having slavery. So he's just like, I'm just going to kind of contain it. I'm going to keep it where it is. It's not until amazing men like Frederick Douglass and others get into his head and say, listen, do what's morally right, not what's just good for you and, you know, and, and, and your pocketbook. Right. And it's incredible to watch him slowly evolve and change into the man we know as Abraham Lincoln. And the reason I tell that story is that to remind all of us, none of us are perfect, right? The only perfect mm-hmm. out there is God. You want perfection? It's God. Everything else, we're all flawed. And to me, we have to go to the better angels of our nature. We're speaking with uh, Brad Meltzer, best-selling author and author of the Lincoln Conspiracy, his brand new book. You know, you talked about the uh, Knights of uh, the Golden Circle uh, secret society. Was it was it looked upon back then as secret societies or looked upon today as some kind of conspiracy theory that uh, nobody believed? Or did people did people immediately believe that there was a conspiracy against him? No, you know what? Secret societies, we've turned them into, you know, like villains out of the Da Vinci Code. Um, but what secret societies were back then in the 1800s uh, and even back into the into the founding of America, when it was the Freemasons, they were clubs that were private. And, and what they evolved into, especially around the time of the Civil War, is uh, they were called secret societies, but they were really kind of armed militias. That would meet secretly. They would, they would, you know, kind of do marches. They would do parades. They would go out and, you know, do drilling uh, instruction for people and, and have their guns and show them how to put them up and clean them and move them around. And what happened was, is slowly as as uh, kind of the the ones who really loved slavery started pushing this secret society, truly became to mean what we know it as today, which is a secret group plotting to overthrow the government. And what they were doing back then is this offshoot of the Knights of the Golden Circle suddenly started planning something far more nefarious. Because basically what they wanted, what the Knights of the Golden Circle stood for, was they wanted in Mexico, in the Caribbean, and in the southern part of the United States, they wanted to form a true golden circle where slavery could thrive. And actually, they drew a circle mm-hmm. and said, in this circle of land, slavery is forever going to be because we are the greater race. And anyone who's not white, we hate. Then they're never going to be equal to us. 
That's what the Knights of the Golden Circle stood for. And they saw Abraham Lincoln as public enemy number one, because the moment he was elected, they were like, he's going to end the number one thing we want, which is slavery. Amazing. Uh, The book, again, is The Lincoln Conspiracy by uh, Brad Meltzer. Brad, uh, you got another winner on your hands. Um, Is it out right now? It is out now. So Mother's Day, Father's Day, it came out today. Today. So you can get it in every bookstore, Amazon, anywhere else right now. Yeah, and Brad, and you know, I'll say, put, and support your local bookstores. Right now, there are bookstores around the country that are doing mail order mm. and trying to survive. So, you know, obviously, okay. we love you ordering the book, but there's a lot of places that need the help right now. Yeah, and, and I can't recommend this book enough. It is such a great read. But is there any sneak preview to what's coming up uh, in your world? Anything you're working on right now? Yeah, well, one that I know Pat and and you, Keith, have a a vested interest in a a time and place. So, you know, we do these kids' books. Um, Mm -hmm. In addition to this nonfiction history, I do kids' books nonfiction. Mm -hmm. So we just did I Am Leonardo da Vinci. We had done I Am Abraham Lincoln. We've done I Am George Washington, little kids' biographies. Um, The next ones that come out are in October. We're doing um, an era I know you guys love, which is uh, I Am Benjamin Franklin is the next one we're finally announcing. And and we're also going to do I Am Anne Frank because we felt like it was a very important book to do right now. So Benjamin Franklin is coming, and you get to see a little kid version of Benjamin Franklin with bifocals <laughs> on it. And uh, who can't love a little bald kid? Because, listen, he's got my head up. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> All right. We'll be looking forward to that as well. All right. Brad, thanks a lot. Appreciate Thank it. You, sir. All right. The, the book again, The Lincoln Conspiracy, great stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knew about the uh, who knew about the conspiracy to kill Lincoln before he even became president? Yeah. There, there's Amazing. details in this book that you've just never heard before, and it's it's thrilling from the first page. And, and one of the things he didn't mention here is when they did the uh, debates, uh, one of the debates with uh, Lincoln and Douglas, the platform collapses. And so, I mean, can you imagine? It's already impossible enough to hear. Because they're up there for so long. Yeah. So, <laughs> I tell you, different time, man. Different time trying to sit through those day-long events. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, they went home for lunch for a while, and then they'd come <laughs> yes. back and continue the debating process. They would do parades leading to Crazy. the platform. It's like, hey, it's debate day here in Rockford, <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> it's Yay! So all right, 888-900-3393. Use that number tomorrow. Uh, we will see you then here on Packer Unleashed.